becoming small business owners has changed our marriage and friendships. Hmm? And friendships. And friendships. I don't think it's changed our marriage so much, but I do think there have been obstacles to overcome. Like I can think of a handful like right off the bat about like your working style versus my working style. Um, and I'm sure you probably have. I think we're just going to have to go with uh, you tell me how I annoy you and <laughs> I will defend myself. <laughs> Physically. And yeah. how you smell up this house. It's really my only. How you stank up the joint. Yeah, And uh, you got into my, my days of hunting and fishing with your markets. Oh. It's changed my life forever. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So starting off, let's dive into the marriage piece of it. Because I do think that if someone is like, you know what sounds like a great idea? My spouse and I going into business together. Every couple is different, but I do feel like there are some some things to consider. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Like, I now know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you and I could never work together. Like, no, wait, hold on. Take that back. We could work together. But, like, the idea of, the idea of working, like, a regular job with you kind of I don't think that would go great no I agree because yeah. your stuff's more important than me <laughs> and my stuff's more important than you we went through this in COVID we both worked from home for I think you were only home probably two or three months right yeah by about two months max yeah um, my job stayed remote so I kind of had to get comfortable with working remote after never being remote but it was not our our best time as a couple I would say. No, it was hard. Uh, imagine bringing both your lives home and the children. And a, a, well, or, it was not children, child. Yeah, because Rhett would have been two and a half. Yeah, daycare shut down. Mm-hmm. Uh, work didn't shut down, but everyone went home. We didn't know what we were doing. No, it was absolute <laughs> chaos. Yes, it was really hard and. At the time, my job was a little more like demanding, like people-wise. But your job, like you actually had to be like building stuff and like have like something to show for it when you did go back into the office. So, and then top that with a two-year-old who's just like thriving because he wants to be outside all the time. It was it was difficult, and I don't think that we we didn't we weren't our best selves probably at that time because. Like you said, like I definitely had this uh, assumption that what I was doing was more important than what you were doing, which was not true, but I was just in my own world, just wild and out. And you just always communicated that to me so eloquently, as you always do, because you're such a talker. As you guys will hear throughout this podcast. You're more of the talker. So it was a really difficult time and that was our first experience like working together but we weren't even like working towards the same thing so it was totally different than having a small business where the goal is the same but your working style to get there might be different yeah no absolutely uh like you said you you had to communicate with people almost daily or Mm -hmm. hourly hourly (laughs) and uh or i was building stuff with my hands and i had to learn how to not work during normal working hours um so then it turned into first thing in the morning nap time after bed yeah it was really hard but as long as we got the work done 
That's what mattered, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, and we got through it. Um, so yeah, that was our first experience working together. And the Beakwackers was already kind of a thing, but I wasn't really involved. Um, so I feel like our first experience, like working together on like a mutual goal, like something we had picked to do together was that and all the things that come with that with the banquet dinner and organizing the hunts and all sorts of things. Um, so in that I have, I've learned some stuff about you that I don't feel like I'd otherwise, I otherwise wouldn't have learned. And that's how you like to work on things. Hard. And fast. That's how I like to work. Right. Okay, so... I will say that I feel like we are at a good spot right now. But there are pockets of time where it feels harder. Like, when we are... Like, let's say, you know, an event like the Dixie Deer Classic or the Virginia Outdoor Show, when, like, we're both going to be there... And, you know, there's there's this mission, there's this goal of, like, get there, set up, talk to people, do the things, spread the word. The process to get there looks terribly different for me than it does you. Like, I am a days ahead prepper. Like, days. And you are, like, a couple minutes ahead prepper. Is that fair to say? Yeah, let me pack my backpack today, and I'm going in 10 minutes. Which is not always the most effective strategy, I feel like you can admit, because... How many times do you end up like running around with a chicken with your head cut off? Like minutes before you're supposed to leave the house. Like, where are my cash box keys? Or where is this? Where is that? Because you didn't prep. I work really well under control chaos. <laughs> I feel like that is what someone says who works really well. Not a good planner. I'm a great planner. But so I have now terrible kind of executor. just. <laughs> terrible executor. I feel like I have now, actually it was this past Saturday, you, and you also like to be places insanely early, which I guess kind of works out because you're like, you're a really bad prepper, but then you always like to get there early. So you have plenty of time to like stew. Fix my mistakes. Exactly. Whereas I am like days ahead prepper. And once I get there, I'm pretty much good to go. Like I got all my ducks in a row, like, but I've, I've spent all that time. And I also don't require myself getting to like a venue or what, like a vendor spot, like two hours early. That's insane. But you know, when they tell me, they say you need to have everything set up by this time and then everything put away and you're ready for the crowd, the crowd that didn't show up. Mm, Yeah. But either way. When they tell you to do you're these things, the rules. I follow the rules. And you're like, mm, they don't really know what they're talking about. I'll show up at my own time. I will still be within the time frame, mm-hmm. but I, I won't be early. Yeah. I'll be uh, fashionably late. I'll be fashionably on time. Mm. So that's my, my deal is I, I've done a lot of these at this point. Like I'm going on two years of doing markets. And I, I feel like I kind of have a vibe of like, what I would need to show up early for and what I wouldn't need to show up early for. And like, so this past Saturday, we were at an event together. We, our booths were side by side and Jared couldn't find his cash box keys, couldn't find something else. Like it was just literal chaos, but you got there early and you were able to kind of sort everything out. And then on the flip side of that, I, I was well prepped. Like everything was done. My car was loaded. I was good to go. I was taking my time. I was not trying to rush, but then I did end up forgetting my tent. So it, it, 
wasn't the best. But I, even even though I had to drive back home and get my tent and then come back, I still was set up and done within the parameters. So it's not like I'm rolling up like, yeet, skirt, like five minutes before the event starts. I just get there when I, I know my stuff and I know how long it takes me to set my stuff up. That's, that's kind of what I go off of. Fair enough. But so, but it was this past Saturday when you were struggling with the key situation and I so, I so wanted to be just the nagging wife that I have been in the past and can still, I still struggle with. That is something that I feel like I, I struggle with regularly and I'm trying to be better about it. I just kind of let you stew. I was like, oh, okay, that's not ideal. And then I asked, like, where did you, where do you think you left them? Which is a really dumb question because it's like if you knew where you left them, we wouldn't be in this predicament. But, like, have you looked here? Have you looked here? I kind of poked around and looked. And then I just left you to do your thing. Like, I figured you would figure it out one way or another. And, and I did. Mm-hmm. Snap on screwdriver. Yep. And you just pried that daddy right open. And it was fine. Problem solved. Problem solved. Control chaos. <laughs> yes. So... I feel like what I have struggled with the most is like you may have like a set of thoughts or some kind of like organization of how you see a situation going, but you don't tell me that, right? Like you just, you sort it all out in your head, you're going through it, but you don't tell me that. Me, I think that because we are kind of in business together, those are things we should talk about. Like... Jared, how does this look in your mind? This is how it looks in my mind. But I've learned over the last almost 10 years that you will sort it out on your own. You will sort it out in your head and it will either go according to plan or it won't go according to plan. Terribly off the rails. Do I wish that you would let me in sometimes? A hundred percent. I wish you would let me in and let me sort those thoughts out with you and that we could kind of be more on the same page. But that's something we're still figuring out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then the other thing that's really hard is I, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. There is a lot of like expectation on me to do a lot of like, not bookkeeping, but like just stuff, you know, like stuff that that keeps us organized. Like Social media. Social media, which I'm not great about for Beekwacker stuff at all. Like, I got my stuff on lock, but Beekwacker stuff, I do not have on lock at all. And I would love to pour into that, but I can't pour into two things at the same time. And ultimately, like, the Huckleberry Nest is my baby and the Beekwackers is your baby. And so in my mind, I'm like, if he wants to grow that, he will do the research, pour into it, and that's, that's it. Now, every now and then I get a, a wild idea for, like, a reel or something like that, and I put it up, and... There it is. But I like I I think we differ in like I want like my stuff to be my full time gig one day and it's Bee Crackers is kind of a hobby for you, right? Yeah, it is. It's it's a hobby. And the assumption is that it'll never be like the full time gig, right? I mean I think it would be awesome if somehow that happened. It takes a lot of effort though. Yeah. It takes a whole it takes lot of effort. A whole lot more effort than I put on anywhere into it right. on a day-to-day basis. But at the same token, like I like I don't have any heartburn with that really because like you're out providing for our family 
and you have a great job and we have great benefits and I can't like squawk at that whatsoever. Like I enjoy the fact that your job allows you to bring home a paycheck and give us good benefits and you get to go and travel and we have to go with you sometimes. Like, so, I mean, you kind of have to weigh that out, you know, like, and I think for a long time I was like, Jared, work harder. Like I want you to, I want this to be your full-time thing. And then I realized, I think one day it clicked. I'm like, he is passionate about this. But I think that if this sits on the hobby shelf for him, like that still makes him happy. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe one day it would be awesome to be like, see you work. Like I got something going on here full time. Take my name off the payroll. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you can leave me on there if you want, if you want to. Uh, Honestly, I need that retirement though. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I think subconsciously, like somewhere in the back of my head, you know, they always say, like, you never work a day in your life if you're doing what you love or something like that, right? I hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but something, I think it, something somewhere scares me, probably. or The uncertainty of it. It's not even the uncertainty. It's like, will I still love and enjoy it as much as I do now? Like, no, not just the the veteran hunt part of it, but, like, the hunting every day, uh, like the waterfowl fever, I guess you could say. Like, you know, if if that became my full time job, would I actually still be in love with it? I'd be like, oh shit! Like, four thirty, I gotta wake up and go duck hunting again because, like, I have to <laughs> I do that for a living. Not picture that being your mentality. I don't know. I'm, I'm just like, like it, it's fun right now because I'm like. It's not an escape, right? But it's like, well, it's like it's only here for sixty days. So, so I'm like, and I live it. Here's for my 60 thing days. with that: is that it's not like for you living like that being your full time gig is not just waking up and going hunting. Like if that's all it was, I feel like you'd be like, for sure, sign me up. Like sixty days out of the year, I hunt my butt off, and. I make my my salary and those yeah obviously it's the rest of the it's not that it's the being super present on social media pouring the effort into YouTube or whatever those are the things that make you the money being like having a brand that people are like dying to get after like that is what makes you the money not just hunting like if that was it I mean obviously that'd be a no-brainer you're like what I can make my salary and just hunt 60 days out of the year Sold. To I'm the idea man. I have all kinds of great ideas. I don't know how to execute them. Right. And so anybody that's ever heard me talk about this, and you're probably going to roll your eyes, but when I say I'm just the face of it <laughs> and you're the brains behind it, mm-hmm. that actually holds quite a bit of weight because... Wait, is that? are you saying that I genuinely am not the face of the Beakwackers? I'm not pretty enough to be the face of the Beakwackers? Um, I'm just saying pretty girls don't get speeding tickets, so... I'm in the clear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. Actually, that works great. Yeah. <laughs> Full. But yeah, I think so to kind of like put a bow on this part of like the marriage piece of it, I think that having an idea of like what your spouse's expectations are for the business is really important. And I would like, I would genuinely love if one day you came to me and you were like, nope, we're going to like, we're going to hit it hard. We're going to do it like, but I need your help, but we're going to do it together. I would, I would pour into it. But I think right now, like, I know that that scares you a little bit, the uncertainty of it 
and not uncertainty. Just the, I, I'll say uncertainty because like you said, you don't know if you would still love it, right? Like, like you love it. I think that you are not like getting you to sit here with me and talk is about the closest I will ever get you to like, like I can't imagine like shoving a camera in your face to like try to do YouTube and you being like, yeah, like turn it on or whatever. Totally love it, dude. It's not your personality. And so to, to that, like being big on social media is also not your personality. So it's, it's incredibly hard to grow a presence like that. Like me, I will hand myself up all day long on social media. It doesn't bother me one bit. I have great adaptive skills from growing up as an army brat. Like I can just hop into any situation and probably talk myself into an awkward corner, but <laughs> it doesn't bother me. You on the other hand, that's not, that's not your vibe. And so, yeah. So anybody out there wants to work for free as a social media manager, mm-hmm. I'm hiring for free. Yeah. yeah well, no, no. For we free. have zero dollar budget. We have to emphasize that. Yeah. The, the budget is zero dollars. Yeah. But, uh, we'll have fun. Totally. Have a lot of fun. All of the fun. Uh, you know, and maybe good for a resume somewhere down the road. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, that's, I think that like above all else, having, aligning your expectations of where you guys want to be in however many years. Cause I mean, we had a talk probably like a year ago and it was like, okay, five years, like this is where we want to be. And we, I don't, I don't think that conversation was like, it held a lot of weight, like in my opinion, it, I think that the idea is there, but like the idea can be there. And if the action isn't there, then we're, it's not going to happen, right? Like, it's a great idea. So, I mean, I'm fine with this being, like, a hobby thing. Like, a hobby slash, like, you know, slowly, possibly, maybe working our way there. Yeah, but, we, I mean, we call it a hobby. But in terms of, like, what we're doing and getting out to veterans and people that actually need the services, I guess, or the, the outlet that we're mm-hmm. providing... I think it's a win no matter what. Totally. Totally. I don't, I mean, if we don't do this full time ever and we just recreationally take like four groups hunting every year, that's a total win. And I, that, I think that's, that's a good spot for the bar to be. I mean, if this ever becomes something else and we can turn it into four waterfowl hunts and four cobia fishing outings, like, yeah, I, like I'm super down with that. And maybe like two turkey. Uh, sightseeing trips, <laughs> right? Exactly. Not killing trips, but no, sightseeing. I mean, I can, I can make you see one. Listen, it's called hunting, not killing, for a reason. Sightseeing. Exactly. So, I feel like that's the crux of it. Is you have to align your expectations, and you kind of have to respect how the other person works. Like I can look at you in your eyeballs right now and say, I don't love your process. I don't, and I know you don't love my process because I will go head down and not come up for air for days. Like I just, I'll like, I'll work myself into the the ground. And I know that has a totally other side of it. Yeah. I like my chill days. Yeah. And Jared likes his chill days. Chill Sundays. Totally. I'm down with chill Sundays when it's like. Unless you're not. Unless I'm not. Unless I got stuff to do, man. I just, I got, I'll be out here hustling. hustling it's hustling. the days that. I want to do something, you want to chill, Mm -hmm. and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So there's that. It's aligning expectations with one another and kind of respecting each other's work styles. Now, I mean, if, if they're just totally 
archaic the way the other person's working. You might just want to be like, this doesn't work for me. Like your work style is garbage. But run. Run. But yeah, that's just, that's my two cents on it. So that's the marriage piece. Friendship piece. I got, I got all sorts of stuff to say about this. And I feel like you do too, but you'll probably be more like gated in how you say it. Oh, of course. I uh, got to be a little more mindful of how I speak my my Sp- thoughts on Wait, that. How you speak your truth. How I speak my truth. Um. So <clears throat> we have said this for a while. No one will ever care like you care. And that is implicitly true for your line of work like how you started and everything like that like you lost all sorts of people along the way um that still like are your friends but just didn't didn't care like you cared and to that I have made more we'll call like friends through my business like I have had more customers that have become friends than I've had friends shop with me like if that makes sense like you've had more customers become friends than friends become customers Correct. Yes, which is kind of sad. Like yeah. n- now it's I- mind blowing because, in my opinion, not only from what I do and how we sell shirts and hats to try to mm-hmm. benefit our hunts throughout the duck season, but for like you, it's like almost any one of my friends that own a small business or do something. I can't say all of them, but mm-hmm. I would say a good seventy-five percent of them. At some point in time, I have bought a hat. I've done something to support their small business and or not like been there ask to help. What they can give you. Yeah, been there to help, not be like, oh, what do I get? What do I get? Like, mm-hmm. do I am I free for this one or do I get yeah. this for free? I'm even like, like the it's banquet. Not, it, like, it's not even the the point. Like, if mm-hmm. we're speaking from that point, like that perspective for like the banquet or anything to do with the veterans, like, oh, I have to pay. It has nothing to do with you getting free not free it has something to do with like the end goal and the support of veterans and the active service members. right it's not money in my pocket but but on your half like like you know without a shadow of doubt like i know you do too like in ever since covid started pretty much like me and you've made it a a kind of unspoken goal where we generally once a week we're like we were really heavy during covid at least once a week we were going and getting dinner from a small business to try to mm-hmm. spread the wealth. And it was never... I forgot about that. Yeah. And it was never just one business. We were like, oh, we love, uh, let's just say the hibachi joint. Yeah. Like, we love that place, but yeah. that wasn't... I mean, I could have eaten there almost every day. Right. I mean, you still could have been as big as but, house, um, but. Yeah, but I mean... All of a sudden, we found ourselves. And that was before we were even, I mean, like, you had the beef crackers, but we weren't genuinely, like, small business owners yet. And even now, being them, it it makes even more sense to do that to me. Yeah. And I'm just saying, like, this speaks volume to, like, who we are and where where we were and where we want to go is, you know, we support the community. You Mm -hmm. support the small business because that's, I mean, big business is what it is. It's going to be what it is. But you're going to grow the community through the small business. And, totally. And, I mean, I can't say enough of that for the beak whackers. I mean, every time we put on hunts or do the banquet, there's tons of small businesses that mm-hmm. come out of the woodworks to donate, to give stuff, to what can I do to help? Cater. And these are people that 
don't even don't really know us. know you from Adam half mm-hmm. the time. And then you got friends. Lifelong friends. Lifelong friends that, you know, would not disagree with you saying whatever you're doing isn't awesome, isn't cool, isn't a good cause, but... Don't feel compelled to yeah, like, assist. They're Which more... Is, unfortunately, is not to say... So I just want... Hold on. I just want to, like, put this in there. Them not, like, monetarily purchasing something. That is not so much it. It is... You can share the post on Facebook. You can, you know, share it on Instagram. You can write a review. You can do whatever. You know, you can do all sorts of things that don't... I mean, like, is money out of your pocket helpful? Yes, because we... I mean, otherwise, we pay for the hunts, which is also okay. We did that for many, many years. And we're finally at a spot where... Beakwackers pays for itself. My business pays for itself. Like, we're not paying ourselves, but they, they foot the bill for themselves. Yeah. But but there are so many things you can do that are not monetary support, and, and that is okay. And a lot of times it's just showing up. Showing or up. Or offering yeah. support. Just, even if it's just words of encouragement. Like, mm-hmm. man, what you're doing is killing it. You're like, I really like your bath bombs, or I really like what you're doing, like, like everything is yeah every like you know just it doesn't have to be the dollar bill but yeah uh and i think unfortunately when you're not willing to give all your friends everything for free all the time at every second then it kind of shows you right Mm -hmm. like like oh well thanks for the support unfortunately yeah yeah, it's a, it is a little bit of a bummer. And like from my perspective, I have people who aren't at every market I pop up at, but they come to a lot of them and nine times out of 10, they buy something, even if it's just like a friend of mine buying like a bath bomb for their kid or something like that. And I'm, like I said, I am not expecting you to give me your paycheck in bath goods. Like that's excessive, but like share the post on Facebook or on Instagram, like hype me up or something like that because your audience isn't my audience right so like that major maybe you don't have the money right now and that is okay but you bring a potential customer and that's all you want to do is see your friends win right like yeah. that's that's at least my perspective and oh, yeah. well like, like i was saying like i have plenty of friends that are entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. own their own stuff and are doing their own thing and for the most part the ones that we can support like mm-hmm. It, like 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 you said, words of encouragement, like man, like for you, like people who may have been with you at the beginning or have seen the evolution of this whole thing, like man, you really like you just really done the thing, like. And sometimes I think too, like for you specifically, like I don't like I said, I don't really struggle with this. I have I I have always kind of been like a one woman wolf pack because of the way I grew up. Like I was constantly adjusting and moving and adjusting and moving. And so I don't feel like I rely on other people and I don't think you do either. But growing up in King George, living in King George your entire life, I do feel like sometimes there is this gun shyness for you of like what people think. Like, and I know that it's something you are actively shaking off and I see it all the time. But I think that some people who grew up exactly like you did, instead of kind of being on the opposite end of that of like, like high five, very nice, you're doing a great job, like... (laughs) best Borat I have but instead of doing that they're just like man look at Jared like he just thinks he's hot hot nuggets like he's running around like he knows the duck hunting you know like people just get a little inferior I think and 
that is just so not the vibe, okay? Like the vibe is being kind and supportive. But some people struggle with that. And oh, yeah. I they, mean, so I think my, it's not really fear, it's annoyance, is the people that don't support, don't know nothing about you, about mm-hmm. it, and they make assumptions that, like, for instance, somebody saying, uh, Jared's using the veterans and what he's doing to make money for himself. Oh. Or something along Do those lines. Do people think that we're rich from the beak whackers? <laughs> yeah. I'm getting so rich by doing this. Um, uh, is that why I'm still driving a 2017 Suburban? <laughs> I mean, if we're rich, why can't I have that, like, 2023 Denali, man? Yeah. I mean, I'll see what I can do. Thank but, you. you know, but in all honesty, I think that's, like... That's a like, slap in the face. It is. It's a slap in the face because I'm like, first of all, I get nothing from this other than... Uh, <laughs> this is why my wife won't buy me new clothes, because we're <laughs> yeah. so rich. Exactly. <laughs> so I wear the same sweatshirt to work every day. Yeah. Well, you know, the richest and people do dress the same three pair of jeans forest. that I'm allowed to have. Yeah. Well, hush up. Um, yeah. That. Well, that's, yeah, that's incredibly, ooh, incredibly frustrating. No, it is. And uh, like, like I said, I've only heard it one time. And... Some, wait, time out. I, can we rewind for a second? Someone actually thinks that you are making bankroll from the veteran hunts? It's, it wasn't that they said I was making bankroll. It's just like they think the money isn't going where the money should be wow, going. Wow. And at any point in time, I'd be more than glad to show anybody the questions. You that, want the receipts? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's all I mean, right there. Does anyone know what shotgun shells cost right now? <laughs> shotgun shells? You know what food costs? You know what lodging costs? Gas. Licenses? Gas? To get things situated? Like, Right. Uh, I mean, the amount of money that we brought in last year, which uh-huh. was... The most so far, yeah. It was, it was awesome. Like, mm-hmm. I thought, like, man, we're gonna, we're gonna be able to give these veterans even more and mm-hmm. do more and go more and just be great. Mm-hmm. And then we added one extra hunt into that into one our year hunt, last year. Yeah, one extra hunt and it lasted one day longer, mm-hmm. which I know you love the most. But uh, yeah, and then all of a sudden, what I thought. There's going to be enough money to roll in the next year and we'll do bigger and better and be mm-hmm. the best that there could be. And now we're right back, yeah, <laughs> I mean, right back where we were. So, you mean, know, even and, being even is still a win. Yeah. Like, no, I, it's, and it's not, yeah. it's for me, like we talked about, it's a hobby. It, it is what it is. And as long as the veterans are getting out of it what they need, this shouldn't bother me. Mm-mm. But, you know, it, it's a, it's a chill little bit. It, it definitely eats at me. And, you know, and, and then, so we'll tie it right back into friends. Right, so friends hear this, they should be like, "No, I know Jared. I know what he's doing." Yeah, I've, hundred percent. I, there's no way. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't say no way, but you know, you can. I know you. Yeah, like, you can stand up for somebody. Totally. You know, stand up for somebody just talking because yeah, they're, be like, they're being ignorant you sound or like a because baroony. Yeah, because they just don't know or they want to be mm-hmm. disrespectful for no reason. Suppose, yeah, some people just thrive in that. So. Um, yeah, to all that, like, it, if you decide to go into small business, like, start a small business, don't be shocked. This is my, this is my advice. Don't be shocked when you have a total stranger or someone you were never close to in your community 
become a customer and become a good friend of yours before someone you consider to be a good friend become a customer. Like I could, I, I won't name names, but like I can name five people right now who I didn't really know all that well before I started my business. And dang it, if those people don't show up regularly to they think- practically beat down our door. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then, and then I do, like, I, I don't want to discredit friends we do have, like Jared's best friend who runs the Beak Whackers with him. His wife, man, she'd be out here keeping me afloat. <laughs> just, yeah. I'm just joking, Jason. She doesn't spend that much money. <laughs> <laughs> But like, don't you? You will have friends that were already close that will support you till the till the end. Um, so those people you hold tight. But uh, yeah, you'll have total freaking strangers become customers and become friends before you'll have friends who you were like, yeah, these are my ride or dies, become customers. Unfortunately, and in your case, like it's it's not so much like the customer friend paradigm, but it is like. The people who implicitly support you will hold your name up at any given point. Like people who can like monetarily support you. Sometimes you might see people like friends like that not not come through quite as much, and that's terribly disheartening. But it is what it is, and you kind of know what like box to keep those people in as far as like friendships go. And you can still love that person, and you can still want to spend time with that person. But you just know that when the ish hits the fan they may not be they may not be the person you know that you call upon yeah i mean like just like in everyday life i mean i think everybody has a person at least you hope you do you have one person that at any given time you can call and say hey the ish did hit the fan where you at and you know i like to think i'm that person for a lot of people but you're that person for me thank you Mm -hmm. but I know for a fact I can count on by one finger. <laughs> one finger. <laughs> <laughs> I can probably count on one finger that person outside of my household, right? Yeah. That that would do that for me, no matter yeah. what. Totally. totally. Maybe like one finger and a half, like to like a knuckle, the first knuckle. Oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much got you and my dad and your dad. Just quite a crew right there. Motley crew. That's it. Motley for sure. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, so that's I think that's that's kind of all. Um, do you have anything else on small business affecting your relationship with your spouse and or friendships? No, push through it. I mean, I've made some some of the better supporters of what I do, and, and some just good like friends. just like you said, yeah. like you know. It's not necessarily that this, these people or this person I'm speaking of is a, uh, a is buying things or whatever, but huge supporter on mm-hmm. social media. Like yeah. every time we put them up, shares it, likes mm-hmm. it, tags us in something, and keeps pushing our name because yeah. he sees what we do, we've done, yeah. sees what we do. He's been on the hunt with us, and or you know, there's multiple people have, but and then like all the of a sudden, specific person you're yeah, talking about, and now. then all of a sudden, I'm like. Like somebody I literally met a year ago Not even. is yeah. showing me more support mm-hmm. than, because, than most. Because he's in that world. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's in right the world. He understands. He's yeah. probably, he probably sees the same exact light I do. Uh, we talked about this with him. I think when you set up with him at 
it was either when we talked with him or you talked with him at the Virginia Outdoor Show or it was when you went on his podcast and you guys talked about that very briefly, I think, about like how the whole crew starts and the group gets smaller and the group gets smaller and then you're kind of just like on an island eventually and that that's kind of how it goes because not everyone has the vision you have but like you said just push through it if yep, it's something push you believe through it. in mm, you'll i think most of the time you'll be very pleasantly surprised on who or what is on the other side yeah comes through for you and what you yeah what's waiting for you on the other side all right yep i think that's about all i got me too I'm all talked out. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Um, if you guys want to find us on social media, we are crazy wild underscore life pod on Instagram. And then Jared and my businesses are the Huckleberry Nest on Instagram and Beak Waggers, Waterfowl. <laughs> you fumbled <laughs> for a minute. I know I did. So we have Beak Waggers, Waterfowl. We are on Instagram and uh, Facebook. And uh, just a little plug, we have a banquet coming up June 10th. Uh, it's 5 to 9 in King George. Uh, please go to BeakWackersWaterfowl.com. Get your ticket. If you're Come local, out and see us. We have, Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a good time. We have food, drinks, a live auction, silent auction, raffles. Um, and you're going to get to hear me talk. I'm it's not speaking great. as a biased party either, but we have so many great auction things that... I'm probably going to leave there poor. And uh, if I'm helping the auction, how do I raise my hand? Doing the same I don't know. Thing? You just give him, you poke him in his butt or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It, that was, that's, no, nope, don't do oh, that. I guess. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, please, uh, if you're in the area, please come out and support. I mean, yeah. It's open to the public. Every, everybody's welcome. And there's drinks. Uh, yeah, there's drinks. <laughs> three pre, you get three free drinks per ticket. Mm-hmm. So... Come on out and enjoy your time. Yep. That's it, guys. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you in the next one.